Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Legion. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Norman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 128. And I don't even have to think about that intro anymore. It just rolls right out. Kind of robotic. I-, I see what you did there. Oh, that's good, huh? Mm-hmm. Are you the... Very model of a scientific solarian. Mm-hmm. I am. Okay. I am indeed. Hey, Hansmites. We're just going to stop talking. Yep. This will be a quiet podcast. It's a quiet cast. Room, be a real room we'll noise. Just, yeah, it'll just end at some unforeseen moment, like an hour and a half later. No one will know why. It's like a Philip Glass song. I was going to say a John Cage song. Yeah, that's probably actually more accurate. Philip Glass actually does usually include music, even if it's... Mm-hmm. Not necessarily enjoyable. <laughs> yes. Uh, some some avant-garde douche nozzle. <laughs> There's a lot of people who love Philip Glass. There's a lot of people that love Blood Sausage. Hey, Blood Sausage is good. We've already had this discussion. I know. We, we, have, we, have, we have eaten Blood Sausage together and both agreed that it was delicious. It's, yeah, it's good. I like Blood Sausage. Hey, guys. We have a, an excellent show. I after, looked, after a bit of oversharing like that. I have foreseen the future. This show ends up excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are discussing They're Not Like Us, Volume 1, in Nerd Boy Book Club, later on. Spoiler alert, it's good. Spoiler alert, They're Not Like Us. That's also true. I mean, it's not false advertising, at least. You know, it's not. That's a, mm-hmm. pr- accurate. Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate. Yes. Uh, but we're, we'll talk about that bit later. Before that, we have to talk about comics that came out this week, don't we, Eric? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a thing to do. Tis. Oh, I don't know what that was. It's time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is the part of the show when Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books and tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, there may or may not be a mush meter involved, depending on how mushy we feel about our decisions that particular day, this this day, in this in this case. Very good. Very good. Our first book of the week is Bitch Planet, number six. My iPad is... You just love complaining about your iPad. You have to... Must be quiet. The iPad can hear you. Okay, very good. Super good. Bitch Planet number six, written by Kelly Sudaconic, Art Taki Soma, color cover uh, Valentin Delandro, colors Kelly Fitzpatrick, letters Clayton Cowles. Uh, this is uh, another one of those flashback uh, story issues, uh, origin story issues, I guess, about a character that we've seen. We have, we have seen one of these before. Was it two or three? Do you remember? Uh, what the origin flashbacks? Yeah, the origin. I have only read one. Okay. Yeah. No, but I'm trying to remember which issue it was. Issue number two or issue number three. Oh, it was number three. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, and this is another one of these. Uh, it's about the character that uh, had uh, died in the last issue. Um, mm. 
Spoiler for me, I had I didn't read it. Well, it says that on the recap page. Yeah, well, I'd never read those. Eric, Eric, Eric. There's also a uh, large uh, warning. Did you read the warning? <laughs> no, I read the comic book. Well, it's where, a, is there, where is there a warning? It's on the uh, the page after the recap page. Mm-mm. It's in a big black page with white lettering saying, The following is a flashback issue covering the events that led to Maiko Maki's incarceration. It contains plot elements and images relating to sexual assault. We encourage you to evaluate your comfort level before deciding to continue. Bitch Planet's main narrative will resume next month with issue seven. The series recap therein will not recount the assault. I don't. I don't usually. I don't usually read trigger warnings. Okay. I I I read it simply because I've never seen that before in a comic book. Mm-hmm. So I uh, felt thought it was interesting. Uh, what did you think about the comic book, Eric? The thing you did read. Hmm. It's uh. It's certainly good. It's certainly interesting. Um, I don't think it's the strongest or the most compelling uh, episode of of um, Bitch Planet that I've read, but it's uh, it's certainly good. It's backstory, and it 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 made me interested in the characters and what was happening. It makes me regret that I haven't been following this book. So it was it was definitely good to check back in. Have you been following it every week mm-hmm. or month? Excuse me. I am caught up on it. Okay, I am. I am very behind it's it's been very good um frank i i actually wish they'd i miss i i mean these are fine uh I, it, you know they and they do go a long way to show how the world works outside of the prison mm-hmm. and i think that is my main interest in them and frankly the fact that that the character in this that they're exploring is died they don't mm-hmm. it it lessens its impact to me but you know i i like to see how the world works and stuff but i don't know i i kind of miss the story that was happening in the main storyline because it was very compelling and the end of that last issue was uh, really you know dramatic and kind of impactful and then it, this feels like it's slowing momentum a lot um, but it's not bad um, I don't know I, I I don't know I don't know how I feel like I feel like y- y- your complaints about that first origin story issue you remember that that's kind of how I feel mm-hmm. it's a little bit of that and, and just it, just a little bit and I think not- I think much less so. And it's not that it's bad or anything. It's just I, 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 like it feels like it derails the momentum of the story a lot. Continue to when you do this, and you know, I'm so by. I guess I don't. Do you like the? the it's a different artist. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's good. I think it's acceptable. It, yeah. it it fits within you know what I think Bitch Planet is. Yeah. So I I I think it works. It's not it's not the most superlative of art. That I've ever seen, but I think it 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 tells a story. It's easy to tell who's who. You know, I enjoy it. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm still by, so I don't. I guess it, it can't matter that much, honestly. It's still very good. It's still telling a story. It's still exploring this world. Um, yeah, I don't know, Eric. What do you say, Eric? What do you say? Yeah, yeah. You might as well buy this. I don't think I. I'm I'm not like so excitedly solid about this, but I don't see any reason. To really discourage anyone from from buying Bitch Planet, so I'm not even going to go as far as one on the mush, even though I'm I may have some mild reservations. It's it's not a jump. I'll, I'll say this: not a jumping on point. I would wait for seven or reread everything up to this point. I mean, it's it is self contained. It has that, but it is it's not really. It doesn't encapsulate it with the Bitch Planet as a whole. Uh, but so still double buy Bitch Planet number six. Our next book is Sheriff of Babylon, number two. Where's, there's, <laughs> come back, come back. We're there. I had you. 
There we go. Written by Tom King, Mitch Gerard, art and color, Nick Napolitano on letters. Um, this is still a very good comic book. I, I, you, Tom Tom King is yeah. the king of my heart. Oh, is that, this is this this is book is good. Yeah, it's it's really solid. Uh, I, yeah, I, it's truly excellent. I, it's really seeing these. It, it this one mainly follows these two guys as they are going. Well, I think that we've established that these three characters are basically, I think, are going to be our mm-hmm. main characters. But it's just this further just establishes the brutality of the story and of. Our, you know, the Iraq, uh, what do you call it? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the, I have no idea where you're taking this. The, Just the situation. Yeah, and, well, the... I don't think you mean regime. No, no, no. Uh, I think... Uh, us inhabiting... In, in uh, the in, Oh, the, the occupation. Occupation, uh, Iraq. I think it, it, it really does uh, capture that very well, the brutality, mm. uh, the, the kind of... Every day, the, the the presence of violence just as a part of everyday life, um, and the weird like the weird uh, backgrounds on all these characters and they're being pulled in different directions is really fascinating and it's, it's really great. It's really I'm, it's, and I'm I'm getting more. It's less. I think I was a little confused after that first issue. This issue has kind of cleared up a lot of things. I was mm-hmm. after I reread the first issue and reread this one again, and it I kind of know exactly where everything is at this point. It is certainly a lot clearer, but I think that there are plenty of things that we're just going to have to find out later. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a mystery thriller oh, yes. kind of thing. It's so some obfuscation is mm-hmm. part. Of yeah, the not story. not 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 everything, and not just the not just the mystery elements. Like we're going to pr- definitely learn a lot of things about these characters, and I I really look forward to that. It's um, they're all very interesting and compelling. This is. This is one of my favorite books now. This is exciting as hell. It's really good. Yeah, um, absolutely. Art is art is great as well. Also, really reinforces oh the, the gritty and brutality darkness of this world. It it make uh, it would be really like everything. You could easily make this just like look like the look very boring, but it's 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 not. It everything is full of character. Mm-hmm. And the and I think the writing and the art working together in that in that in that way. Uh, helps but buy buy this book this is a great comic it's it's really compelling enthusiastic buy absolutely so that's an enthusiastic double buy Mm -hmm. so double buy so it's double buy like scooby-doo that'd be more double buy that is not very different than what you just did oh okay i'm not sorry Mm, i think you're sorry there 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 it is our next book is Swamp Thing, number one. Uh, written by Len Wine, Kelly Jones is on art, Michelle Madsen colors, Rob Lay letters. Len Wine is co-creator of uh, Swamp Thing, and now he, he is back writing this book. Uh, Eric, where, what do you feel about this this here comical book? It feels like an old man wrote it. <laughs> is it. Is that bad or good? It or is. Both? It's not really great. It really feels like a relic from a bygone era. It's not horrible, you know, but I, I'm not compelled. I'm not really that interested. This is a, this is an artist that I don't like. And I mean, I, I have no real problems with, it reminds me a lot of the, the issue of the Sandman or maybe issues. Maybe it was two issues mm-hmm. that Kelly Jones did. Mm-hmm. 
I know the the other thing I know Kelly Jones is he does that Batman that I absolutely loathe. <laughs> the the goofiest Batman that has ever been done. Is that the big ear Batman? That is the big ear Batman. I read a really interesting essay about how when they want Batman to look weird and otherworldly, they give him the big long ears. When they want him to be more human and relatable, they give him the short ears. That makes sense. I think so. But that never cared for the the Kelly Jones look and the muscles obese. This is just it's it's a weird swamp thing. This is a strange book. It is. It is strange. It's, it it is a relic. It it feels yeah. like it old horror comic. Yeah, like, it feels like. It, I mean, if they had gotten Bernie Wrightson to draw this, I'd be on board. Okay, that's what this that's what this should have been. Um, but Kelly Jones is a pale substitute. Um. Uh, for for Bernie Wrightson, I well I I agree with you on that uh, on that front for sure. Um, I still I I think everything you say is accurate. I still think I like this. It, That's fine. I'm not saying that it's a horrible piece of shit. It's just I read this and I'm like I am thoroughly not interested in this book. It, I I mean the the whole point of reading old EC comics or something like that is you're you're getting a great artist like uh, a Gene Coleman or a, um, uh, a Wally Wood or Bernie Wrightson. You know, you get someone who was just an old, badass super draftsman who did this creepy, weird shit, and it was fun. And I, I think they, if they couldn't get Bernie Wrightson, I think they picked a good person to fit that niche. But it, this is not, this ain't my cup of tea. Yeah, I... I don't know. I there's nothing like this really out by DC or Marvel at the, right now. They don't really. There's no weird throwback horror mm-hmm. really like this. And I mean, and this is not what this is what it is. I, I'm kind of interested to see if it's gonna like if if this is what this book is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of intrigues me a little bit. Um, I know it scratched that particular itch for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm a buy. I I I will not say buy this personally but if they continue doing this and it runs for a while i think that would be interesting that is an interesting weird thing to do so i'm 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 glad they're doing this but no thank you sir one decision yeah on swamp thing number one uh our next book uh, is uncanny x-men number one written by colin bunn pencils by greg land inks j list liston liston colors by nolan woodard joe Carrigmagna on letters Woodard. Woodard. Sounds like a Wookiee noise. I I can't do I can't do noises, so I I won't do them. I'll have to shout into the microphone. Oh. Um, this is it. Actually, it feels like from what I had, you know, been pit like the all the pitches I've heard and you know the solicitations and stuff like this. This feels very much like a uh trying to go after that chasing that dragon of Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force, mm-hmm. and I'm continually chasing that dragon. Uh. And we, I, I don't know if we've actually read a Greg Land drawn comic on the podcast his, before. His, you should call him by his Christian name of Old Porn Face. <laughs> I did. I wasn't aware he had gone through the whole. Is yeah, it, is he, had his, oh, okay. he had his name. He had his name legally changed. I'm sorry to, did, to Greg Land. Uh, well, uh, you wanted to get right to that, the art in this. What do you think? Uh, I, you know, it doesn't really bother me that much. It is. It is Greg Land being Greg Land. I actually really like the women that he draws, but they are they're a touch on the porny side. I mean, this I I who is this character? Monet. Where she, 
Mona. I don't know. I don't she's, know her. She's relatively obscure. She's like been in X Factor books, you know, the older the Peter like the Peter David X Factor for a long time, and you know she's kind of has the she's like Rogue without those the powers, the healing, the okay. touch powers. She's basically like fly and vulnerability, super strength. Yeah, she's she's making the a fellatio face and biting her thumb in in a panel. So it's a little. On the on the landy side there, yeah. Her, but it, it's it's not like it's a hideous book. Uh, people do give him so much shit for his his photo reference use. I mm-hmm. think I don't know. I think drawing porn stars is a little bit um, inexcusable, and it, I you do not have to work too hard to convince me he's doing that at least some of the time. But um, I don't know. I don't mind it. It's a pretty nice looking book. I adore Cullen Bunn, and I am left cold by this episode, this issue. Okay. I mean, not like I don't like want to like vomit all over the place. Like I don't hate it, but I this is this is an issue. If I read this in the store, I would put it back. Okay. I I, I have no real reason to continue reading this other than Cullen Bunn's name on the cover. I I I would compare it directly within his own work to Sinistro in that this is a comic ass book comic book like mm-hmm. it is full of like mag like and with these characters they're I don't know Magneto is probably the worst culprit for this and that like it's very much full of broad proclamations and mm-hmm. and stuff like that but you know I don't know I still have feelings about Psylocke and and Archangel Warren. and yeah, yeah I. And that alone is kind of interesting to see where that goes. I know Phantom X is going to be in this book, which I still have feelings for Phantom X, even though oh, yes. I feel like I'm probably just going to get let down like I have in the past. Like, there's not going to be a book like that Uncanny X-Force run again. Um, but I don't know. I it, it Again, I, 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 I agree with you that the Greg Land stuff, you just kind of have to look past some of that stuff, you know, and not try and think about, like, if you don't. Like, if I had never seen those direct comparisons, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. people are like, here is literally the photo he used, and, like, it's awfully clear that, yes, that is what he did, I would never have noticed. I don't think I would have ever paid attention, because I, you know, I just go, oh, that looks nice. Or, you know, that looks, yeah. yeah. And so, I, I you well, know. I, I personally, I mean, you're an illustrator. You have to use photo reference. Yeah. I, I mean, it's perfectly okay. I... There are maybe some valid arguments against it. I mean, like, if you just aren't learning to fucking draw, that's, you know, you you shouldn't do it. It shouldn't be a crutch. It shouldn't be something to, it shouldn't be a shortcut to not looking like shit, but you should definitely be using reference. Everything shouldn't come out of your brain. It, you shouldn't be expected to do that. I think it's, I don't know. I don't really have a big problem with it, but like, I don't know, just for the sake of inclusiveness, not drawing like like Susan Storm with a or Sue Richards, what whichever name he want to use with fucking porn face, like a yeah. I'm I'm a buy on this. I it, it's very much. It is not trying to be. It is not a thinking man comic book. It is very much like here is Magneto being Magneto, and mm-hmm. I, I'm. But I still like I'm on board until there's like something with this that idea that Psylocke is using Archangel like a drone, like he's like a little flying drone warfare. Like he's there's nothing in there that itself like that that in that in that little bit in here kind of clicked with me. And plus the weird one of the are you familiar at all with the Dark Riders and that 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 last page reveal? No, I have no idea who the hell it, they are. It, it's apocalypse stuff. Uh, 
<laughs> that it should tell you. Like, yeah, they're four horsemen ish characters. I just assumed they were the they were the guys from GI Joe. GI Joe. Um, I'm a boy. I like it. I'm 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 gonna I'm I mean I'm not gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a few issues and then see where it goes and see where it takes me. I, I yeah, I like it. That's basically where I'm at. I am not overly thrilled with it. I, I I'll I'll go buy uh, two out of five on the mush meter. I am I am thoroughly not thrilled with this. I just think the art is serviceable. Uh, the colors are beautiful. And it's got Cullen Bunn's name on the front, and he is—that's my boy. So I'm gonna—I'm gonna let him prove himself to me. So that is a double buy with the uh, Mushmeter. Let's see, one—is that how math works? That's—I uh, believe so. You always ask me. You just need to be confident. I need to make sure. You know, it's not—it's not my strength. You can. Th- your computer has a calculator. <sighs> I can just ask you. You just like to ask me. Yeah. That's, that's okay. It's a podcast. You know, you gotta involve both people. You gotta you know keep the banter back and forth. Okay. okay. I, I I don't understand how things work other than math, so it's good that you uh you bring this up. Yeah, exactly. Uh our last book of the week is Lone Wolf and Cub twenty one hundred, number one. Script Mind you, or is it really Lone Wolf and Cub? The cover just says it just says Lone Wolf twenty one hundred. That is true. It I guess Lone Wolf twenty one hundred. It's in the solicitation it says Lone Wolf and Cub twenty hundred. I guess I I copied and pasted over. But sure. If we we'll, we'll go by the actual comic book cover. Lone Wolf twenty one hundred mm-hmm. number one. Script Eric Heiserer, line art Miguel Sepulveda, colors Javier Mena, Minya, probably. There's no accent though. Letters uh Nate Picos of Blambot. Um there's nothing about this that is bad. Like it it the execution is competent enough, but there's, I don't think there's an idea in this that is not wholly, wholly, uh, unoriginal. Like, there's nothing original in no. any of this. Zero percent. It, it's like Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, it's already, like, off the bat. Like, it has the same title as, as a classic manga series. And then, I mean, it has la- la- stuff from Last of Us in it and stuff from, uh, uh, spread literally is this like mm-hmm. the same kind of idea which have it launched i believe last year or maybe late 2014 i mean it and it's the same kind of i mean they that comic was at least going like okay it's like that but with like the thing this is yeah. just like hey there's zombies and there's a, a robot guy and he's carrying this girl so it's like I, I don't know i there's nothing about this that i haven't seen done elsewhere and i don't know is what are your thoughts I think it's clunky and dumb, and I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I th- I think it's almost like I feel like this is an indictment of of dark horse books. I mean, I swear we read them, and they all feel like this. Like this is like Rye or uh, God Exo Manowar. They're all just those are valiant. Mr. Oh, excuse me. How dare am, you? I am mistaken. Oh man, then this needs to move to Valiant so I can hate Valiant. <laughs> Thank you for your correction, sir. Well, well Valiant now is, I, like, they are what, what have personified. I, I know that, um, okay, we, we have read some garbage on, uh, like, what was what was the book about the comic book creator whose comic book creation came to life? It was really bad. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, that was really bad. Uh, I don't remember. I've struck it from my memory. It's uh, got, um... It's got a real sort of obvious name, you know. It's one of those things that I can never remember because it's it's like the it's like the name of Anthony Bourdain's CNN show, Parts Unknown. It's just like a a. It doesn't matter. Um, I just always forget it for some reason. I don't. The, I, Whatever the case is, there are plenty of Dark Horse books that I don't like. I don't. I, I feel like Dark Horse. Like I don't. 
I, I, I don't, like, why would you, I don't know, this, it just feels, yeah, like, there's no reason to read this. Like, I would recommend, just read Lone Wolf and Cub, or if you want a yes. new modern one, read Spread. That, like, I Spread like, is much better than this. I like Spread a lot more. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I don't Brought know. Brought to you from the writer of, uh, uh, what's, what's that Tradmore book? Why am I dumb? I, I, I'm friends with this guy on Facebook. Why can't I remember his... Jo- J- Justin Jordan. <laughs> Justin Jordan. I was going to call him Justin Jones. Justin Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, I yes. These. The, I don't. I would recommend that one. Luther before. Strode is what I was trying to think yeah. of. Uh, the the Tradmore book. Yeah, those are great. They're books. excellent comics because he's a good fucking comic writer. This is not. This is not really a great comic. No, it, it's just like something you've seen many, many times, and here it is again. Mm-hmm. You want to see a robot guy chop up people with a sword? Sure, great. Okay. Woohoo! I don't know. It's it's it. It's even like that. Uh, I mean, there's so many stories that have done yes. Lone Wolf and Cub. It's like I can, I'm just like flooded with them. Even mm-hmm. in mainstream comics lately, like the whole Cable uh with Hope uh storyline from like like a decade ago or so. That is the same thing as well. Like there's nothing. It's it's in the future too, so like it doesn't even don't don't buy this. This is not this is. I'm sorry. No, don't buy. You it. are you you are sorry. Yeah, I am. Eric, do you you do not buy especially? Are you kidding? You really need me to say it. I need you to say it. You have have, to, I, have to, I not been incredibly to, clear? You have to officially say it. Well, I swerve. I I love this book, and everyone should buy it. Of course, don't buy this book. Jesus Christ, don't buy this book. Yeah, it's it. Uh, do not buy Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf twenty one hundred number one. The cover is correct. Um, do you read anything else this week? Eric? Oh, of course not. <laughs> I, can't, I can't assume. You always have to ask. I I wish I, I I read another comic. I I've been reading about uh, I've been reading about Shaw One. You want me to talk about that? That's really interesting. I don't even know what that is. Uh, I'll make you read my article once I write it. Okay. All right. Um. I, I have read uh, I've read a few things that came out this week. Uh, Vision number three. That's a that's a great comic. It's, of course it's it is. My favorite right now is Tom, Tom is the king of your heart. Yeah, it's great. I it, it's amazing. Uh, also read Spidey number two. Uh, it's it is exactly what we think it is. I like it. You I'd be disappointed in it. It looks beautiful. Uh, it's it's that's a, not what I asked. Yeah, probably. I mean, okay. it's it's Spidey fighting Sandman. You know. Yeah. And, you know, I think the next one is going to be uh, Lizard. But, you know, it, it's not. It is exactly what it, issue one was. You know, it's a class, Spider-Man classic, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I didn't catch up on Midnighter. Bought it. Didn't read it yet. I still haven't read the last issues. Get them all in order. I bought all the Omega Men. I need to catch up on that because Tom King wrote it. And I realized, hey, I should probably buy uh, that, those books when they're cheap. They're probably good. Uh, they probably are. Um, I think that'll be it for floppies this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it is time for our next segment, Eric. Oh, golly gee. Oh, golly gee, mister. It is time for checking in. Checking in is the part show where Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Eric, uh, all right, what, what do you want to talk about? What have you been doing? Are you familiar with a little show called Rick and Morty? I am. I've watched the first season. I have just started. I'm about third to a halfway through the first season. Okay, what are your thoughts? I thoroughly like it. It's uh, I, I, I think what other people have said about it really rings true for me that, you know, you can watch it and not laugh at a single joke or a single thing that happens, but still really enjoy it. 
Like I, I don't know. It's it's very bizarre and often very dark and gruesome. Yes, it's. it's uh, I don't know. I, I I really like it. I think it's it's really really cool. Wait till you get to the end of the first season if you want dark and gruesome. I I'm 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 all I'm on board. I need to watch season two. So I need to I need to watch it always. I wish I could just watch cartoons all day. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, is there a job opening for that somewhere? Professional cartoon watcher, probably. That sounds like a thing. Sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Consultant. Eh. Okay. Eh. Eh. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever check in with Rick and Morty? Do you want I, me to I, describe I, I, the I, show, or are I, we going I, to? I, I did check. Are we going in with to it. discuss it? I believe I had the same. Yeah. I, I believe you're when you say I. Di- I didn't laugh at it. Like I never thought it was no. like so hilarious. Like, but no, I, I, I have. There have been plenty of moments where I have laughed. You know, but over like six or seven or eight episodes, they've only been a handful. Like, it's not like a lot of shows where I'm laughing a lot or whatever. Like, it's just mostly like that's a really weird idea or I can't believe that the story went this way or like it's just really strange. Like an army of dogs takes over the earth and like everyone turns into giant um Praying mantises, but like horribly mutated pr- praying mantises. Yeah, because they 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 get a a a mutated strain of the flu. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the one where he summons? Oh, what's his name? Um, it's like a weird wish from fulfillment. Yes, Mister Mister Meekle or Mister. Yeah, I'm trying to remember something it. like that. And he has he just they re- repeats its name over and over again. Mm-hmm. And... It's like it, it's the same voice as Morty, which is I think. Maybe even you told me that it's the same guy that does uh, Lemon Grab from Adventure Time. I think I did not tell you that because I did not know that. So that is exactly who it is. Can't you tell just by just, just think of their voices? They sound identical. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Is absolutely who that I'm, is. I'm sure it is. There, I'm, they, I'm, it is it's a lot of you know. There's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. in the voice acting community among. Hey, your voice sounds weird. Be in my my cartoon also. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's that's what that's what happens. That's my favorite episode of, of what I've seen. It's they're all good. I've I have not been disappointed yet. Yeah, it's they're very it's very clever and very inventive. It, you know, it is. It, it it is for people who like those dark science fictiony things. Yeah, it is. You know, it mines all that stuff. I, I don't. It, def- it definitely does. I God, I love the weird theremin intro that it has too. What do you think? Of, uh, this is the main. I think. The thing that turns people off when they try and watch it is uh, uh the the burps. It is. It's not funny, <laughs> but it's. I don't know. It adds something weird to his character. He's definitely not supposed to be likable. No one is really supposed to be likable in the show. That's. I imagine that turns a lot of people off too. That's probably my biggest complaint about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the it, burps with the unlikability. The unlikability. Kind of all the characters are. I mean, even the the least and the most likable characters are not very likable at all. No, that they're they're not supposed to be, but I'm I'm okay with that. This show is just about just wanton display of imagination. It 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 makes me it, it fascinates me. I'll say that. I enjoy it thoroughly. Do you I don't know if you've realized this or not or have gotten to the point where you can tell this, but it is like in sequence, it is in a continuity. And they, oh yeah, absolutely. They, yeah, and like, I, what are your thoughts on it? In like, some shows don't function on that; it doesn't matter. Uh, but this one certainly does. And I'm not sure if I, I don't know. It, I guess, for such a weird, like, it's is about a lot about that dark science fiction, like weird 
multiple universes and all that stuff happening. I I guess it makes sense for it to do it. It just is. You have to pay attention at certain. Like you have to kind of. I don't know. I feel like you get more out of it if you're watching closely, which I don't mm-hmm. always do on these. Or re- repeat watcher. No, I would. Yeah. I had. I don't know. I. It's the kind of show that I think I'm gonna find very rewarding. That merits multiple watchings, and I don't know. I I feel very good about it, honestly. Okay, good. I th- I th- I think I'm going to be a long term fan. I'm not sure why it has taken me so long to. I don't know to really pick it up. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff out there, and only a limited amount of time. That's true. So so true. But uh, I think that's what I got. Okay. You want to hear some video game talk, Eric? Hear, hear about you talk about video games that I've been watching you play on Steam? Yeah. I hear Fallout 4 is really good. Why don't you tell me about that? <laughs> it's, I, I have been playing a lot of Fallout 4 still. Of course. Of course. I, re- I wish I, I had been. I, I I finished a playthrough, and I'm on my second one, or third one, I think. I restarted again just to... Oh, God, what's wrong with you? I'm, I have a problem. Um... But I'm I'm not gonna. We've, I've talked about that enough. I think. Uh, I'm gonna. I ha, I got an Xbox One for Christmas, so I have been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider, uh, the, the second of the rebooted Tomb Raider franchise. Uh, it's a very good game. I I beat it. Uh, it, it's excellent. It's it. The first I you did not play. Have you played the the just Tomb Raider? Eric? My Steam thinks I played it 108 hours, but I have never even turned it on. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think like I left it like. Like the 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 loading screen came on when I went on vacation for a weekend and came back and I'm like, oh, this shouldn't be on. Yeah, you know, like the, the option screen, but the pregame option screen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that game is is also very good. I really liked it. Uh, this is um, I don't know. It it addresses a lot of complaints people had about that first game, which is oh, there sure is a lot of murder in this game for a game that's ostensibly about Tomb Raider. Uh, in this game, there's a lot more tombs, a lot more adventure, kind of an explore, exploration and, and kind of even survival elements where you have to craft and can upgrade your weapons by, you know, hunting and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's really good. It's really beautiful. It looks amazing. It plays really great. It's very tight, uh, package. Uh, it's, you know, I, have you played the, any of the Uncharted games? Uh, I played the demo of one of them. I don't know that that counts, but uh, I, don't know. It's, it's... I know what they are. They are uh, movies with uh, some parts where you can shoot people. Yeah, it, it, this is a lot of people are saying this is basically un, out, out uncharted. uncharted. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually making it more. It's kind of getting away from some of that. It seems know. like a good. It seems like a good fit for uh, Tomb Raider, though. Honestly, no, it is. Uh, it, that... And it, Indiana Jones. It feels like mm-hmm. you're playing Indiana Jones in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You know, she, the, the storyline is ridiculous, uh, but also kind of fun. Uh, it's, 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 it is Indiana Jones. Like, it is an Indiana mm-hmm. Jones movie, which is, and a good one. I'll say it's one of the good Indiana Jones movies kind of ideas. Um, so I, it's a lot of fun, and it's out on PC, uh, the end of this month. So if you don't have an Xbox, you can get it on PC. I believe it's not coming out till on PlayStation for like another year, next year, or into this year, Wacky. I guess. Because is it when Microsoft paid for the ex- exclusivity window? Um, so, but I would, I would it's definitely. I mean, the first two murders also very good. So, I'm, if you have it, play that. Uh, but this is, if you play that, it depends if you like a lot of the combat because there's less of it in this. There's, it's this game shifted a lot towards more stealth elements and trying to. Uh, 
you know, not necessarily just get into staged, like, long staged out firefights with assault rifles and stuff. Like, it's not quite, that's, you know, it's a weird thing for Lara Croft, I guess, to, to be doing, I guess, <laughs> in context. Although, I don't know, for their video games, whatever. It's fun. Uh, the other game is on Steam right now for $5. Five whole bucks. $5. It's called Pony Island. Magical. Now, what do you think of when I say those two words in sequence, Eric? What do you think the game's about? I, I, I would assume it would be Magical Horsey Adventures, but I just don't know. That's uh, the title screen you get, the very initial title screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, uh, it turns out you are trapped in a uh, video game nightmare orchestrated by demons. Mm, beautiful. With like a dark, like black and white, like heavy pixelated desktop mm-hmm. environment. It's, it's a, like a nightmare. It, it, it's like it's constantly messing. Like you're trapped in a video game, so it's constantly messing. You can't click on things. Like you have to, the, there's like puzzles where you have to reroute programs so that they'll fire so that you can mm-hmm. proceed through things. It's, I don't want, I can't describe it too much because it, that is kind of half the fun is seeing all the weird stuff it just throws at you. This looks a lot like the end of Undertale. Yeah. I, yes, that's actually pretty accurate. It is very similar. It's like entire game of that, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's it's weird. Uh, it, it it's five dollars. I just kind of I saw it someone play it on on a video, and I was just like, and I after like seeing like fifteen minutes, I'm like, okay, I don't want to look any more of this because I want to kind of experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird but fun. I don't know. I don't think it's very long either. I think I'm already a third of the way through the game, like after an hour. But it's five dollars. Steam says you've played it point six hours. Oh wow, not even an hour. Okay. Mm-hmm. So high high rating on Metacritic, ninety one. Yeah, it's, I mean, it is what I just described, so it's not getting, you know, for $5, I think that's a, you know, it's an experience. I'd recommend it if you're, I, we'll watch that video and see, you know, you can, I think it will sell you or not. Or watch someone play the first five minutes, and then you go, mm, I don't, that looks dumb, or I, that looks interesting, or whatever. But I like it a lot, I'm gonna finish it. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen Star Wars yet, still, so we can't talk about it. I despise you. We'll see it soon. I'll see it eventually. You know, a couple years. I'll see it right before the next one. Mm-hmm. I will go see it with you so we can argue about it. Okay. I don't, I'm not sure I'll be that much of an argument. We'll still talk. Okay. And you'll say, eh, it's Star Wars, and I'll slap you. Probably. That's probably more accurate. I'll just mm-hmm. go, eh, Star Wars. Yep. That's, that's, there's some Star Wars for you. Yep. Yep. Some Star Wars for yes. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't go that far. Yeah. It happens. Okay. But that, all right. that, that's all I got, you know. I mean, I could talk about Fallout 4 Super Mario Maker. I, you know, still doing both of those things. I keep bouncing back and forth between those games. I started Diablo 3, playthrough with my wife on, my, on the Xbox. It's fun. A 40-year-old game. How old is Diablo 3? When did it originally come out? It's pretty old. It's probably three years old. They They are still adding stuff to it. Of course they are. They're Blizzard. They never let games die. <laughs> They just they 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 don't stop release or stop releasing stuff for games. They just make their company bigger so it never ends. I mean, think about how old WoW is. There are there are people. I don't know. I was going to say there are people that can vote that are older than WoW, but that is a a a bald face lie. <laughs> but it's getting there. It is. Yeah. I, I mean. There are people that you can have conversations with that are older than, or that are not as old as WoW. True. <sighs> okay, you ready to 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 read to to read talk about the book? To or? talk about how they're not like us? But yeah, yeah, that thing. 
Okay. Okay. All right. So I think Eric and I have meandered enough about uh, pop culture. It is time for our final segment. It's time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is where Eric and I uh, uh, assign a longer collected work uh, and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, this week we are discussing They're Not Like Us, Volume 1. Written by Eric Stevenson, art by Simon Gein, colors by Jordi Belair, phonographics with letters and design. We had read issue 7 of this, thinking, oh, I had foolishly thought that I could, we could just pick it up. Mm -hmm. Issue 7 and know what was going on, because it was the start of a new arc. Nope. Yep, big nope. Nope, can't do that, gotta read this first. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we've read that now. Makes Uh, a lot more sense. 7 makes sense now. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh... I see what's happening. You you said this was a good comic when we in the beginning of this podcast, Eric, didn't you? You would disagree with me. I'm just I'm 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 just asking to affirm. You think this is good? Oh, I do like it. I like it quite a lot. All right. Uh, it it's kind of like if X Men happened in the real world. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it. I mean, the the voice uh is. Almost exactly like Xavier. A giant dick. And a a huge dick at that, yes. I don't think that that Xavier necessarily has to be a dick, but this guy is basically every, like, shitty thing that Xavier ever did is personified in this character, and that really interests me. The fact that they, they, the story kind of centers around him, or he's such an important figure, and I don't know, he's got this dark past. I just think that these characters are very nuanced and rich and interesting. I I enjoy this very much from a, um, I don't know, it's a, from a character-driven story standpoint. I think it's very, very interesting. I agree that it's interesting. You, okay, wow. I don't, miss, I, like, it's good, okay? I'll say that. It's good, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. I don't know if I enjoyed it. Like, I don't, like, I, had, okay. I didn't have fun. Like, it felt very much like... I, it's the same, I don't know, it's, I didn't like anybody in this. Like, even the, the, you know, the protagonist, ostensibly the protagonist. Um, so I think, no, and I, I don't know that it, I don't know that it's absolutely important that I like characters in order to enjoy a story. I just sort of don't want to feel terribly overwhelmed with hating them. Yeah. I just want, I want to find them compelling. Okay. Like I, I watched a lot of Sopranos, and I don't think I like Tony Soprano. I mean, I think he has likable moments, but I don't think he's a likable character. Same thing with Don Draper. I think that he's just kind of a deplorable guy. I This is, I don't know. These characters are rich and nuanced, and I, I like the way they interact with each other, and I like what's said and what's not said. And a lot of the fun is, you know, just sort of going through it and seeing how it how it folds out. I think it's pretty fascinating do you I, I think that's an interesting assessment that you didn't enjoy it but you recognize it's good yeah like yes certainly it's it's well put together and the, mm-hmm. like the characters are, are delineated enough that you can you know with that was like when i first jumped in i'm like wow this is a big cast i'm like this is a really big cast there's this a lot of like just the main this team they he has the voice mm-hmm. has put together is eight people I want to there there should probably be fewer characters in this but they're all different enough that you don't really get them confused. I do kind of forget like like what's this guy's power occasionally and sometimes we come back and like oh yeah that guy's still in this. Like the the pyro guy 
definitely forget he exists from time to time. Yeah, he just pops in, hey, I'm a dick, and then disappears again. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you, I think my main issue with it as, in a, even in a, in a kind of qualitative standpoint is, I feel like the voice is too much of a villain. Like, he's too, like, like, I never, I never went like, oh, maybe he has, he's actually, he's right. You know, I always felt like, no, he's, he seems like a monster, like, there's nothing, like, is, do you think that there was an intent there to make him balanced in some, I don't, because I don't see it. I, well, I mean, ultimately, he's never, he's not really done anything that deplorable. I mean, he is manipulative. He does, like, actively try and keep them there for his own purposes, but he has sort of extricated them from really dark and bad situation so i don't i think it is a little more balanced than that personally it almost feels like i i think there's going to be nuance there like i think that it's going to evolve that he i i don't think that it's just oh here's the 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 big bad of the story set up in the middle of everything no i mean but i like as a like smart uh kind of smart reader someone you know mm-hmm. who recognizes patterns in this stuff and re- realizes that this is good and like the writing is competent and it seems like it's well designed like mm-hmm. i i'm like oh well this guy's probably there's gonna be a a, a a twist somewhere where they where we see that he's not not as a villainous as we mm-hmm. have been shown that is indeed how it feels to me i just don't necessarily feel like i, I don't know like do you do you feel like that is like something we should just accept like that we realize oh eventually they'll show that like i don't know like if every reader is going to get that like i i wish there's a little bit more of him being altruistic just a little mm-hmm. just a little bit of hint of like here you know he's not all just a manipulative monster like cuz and it, what was really in my mind what i was thinking of jessica jones i was thinking mm-hmm. of He's kill gravy. Yeah, he's yeah. Purple, Man, purple man. Like he's just like I just tell you what I want you to do, and you kind of mm-hmm. go that direction. Like he's yeah. not he's not obviously as clear villain as Purple Man is, but uh, I I I've been I that's what I felt the entire time, and I never got any other like I never he certainly is rescuing these people from awful places, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't I don't know I still never saw you never and the fact that he's so clearly ready for them just to murder people. Mm-hmm. I just like, uh, uh, like, well, even then they don't even kill anyone where, where was, um, where did they attack and try and kill someone? I know that they beat the shit out of, uh, did they kill the, the, the pederast? I don't, they weren't clear on that. They, I don't think, I don't think they killed him. I never read it as they killed him and I know they didn't kill the tagger. No, but I mean, like, their families, they're, they're, like, their old families. They, oh, yeah, they definitely are trying to get them to kill their parents. That is certainly pretty dark. And the pederast thing, like, oh, yeah. he'll never do that again. Me, well, yeah. I mean, you beating exactly. him up is not going to stop him. No. So unless you kill him, he is, I don't think it's going to change anything. And I was like, did they kill that guy? Like, they want to hide his body under a bench. Like, mm-hmm. they mentioned that. I'm like, I, I mean, and I, 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 I guess it's just, it's kind of slow in like this is the entire first volume is just that i feel like and it it's good and i think that's my only my main criticism is that it's taking a lot of time to i guess it, it is it's doing the work and it is showing all this stuff happening you know it is showing how this group works and maybe down the line we'll see a more nuanced look back mm-hmm. but i and i kind of wish that 
that future, the, the lady who could see the future, her powers were a little bit more, I know it. Less squishy. Yeah, like, oh, suddenly she sees this, and, I mean, and they even point that out at a certain point, like, how do you not know this was happening? Yeah. Uh, but she's she is a plot device. Basically. Yeah, I, like oh, I know you're gonna end up with us because I saw it. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, thank you, thank you, Deus Ex Machina. Uh, I don't know. It it asks a lot of faith. Asks a lot of, for a lot of faith. I think in readers and and it tries. I guess I I think we always go back to this, and it's like lost. Is that mm-hmm. that we're like oh, I am like ever since that and. You have to. I'm, you're at like um, Morning Glories is what I'm thinking of. Oh, Dumb. okay. Yeah, and Morning Glories is the same thing. Where like I can recognize that it's you know it's competently put together and the, I, mm-hmm. I like the writing and the mystery in 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 it is interesting. But I want it to pay off at some point, and I'm like I that's what I'm kind of concerned about with this book. I'm like, is there gonna be a some? Is am I gonna have to wait fifty issues for something to happen? Is for like, and that's what, and the kind of the thing, it's that lost problem where like, oh, the, the inherent mystery in this is really good and interesting. The questions it's asking are like, oh, I want to know the answers, but am I going to be get get an answer? Am I going to get? Admittedly, not quite as much happened in these six issues in this than I would have thought. I don't know. I I I don't know that. I I think at least on that end, I am a little bit disappointed because I think it was about as little as could have possibly happened leading up to where we were at that seventh issue. It's yeah. like reading that seventh issue. I was like, wow, some shit really happened to lead them here. And it felt like they were, you know, like kept in an underground bunker for years and they had all kinds of crazy adventures. It's, it's very decompressed. It, yes. It's very, I don't know that it's very decompressed because it, it certainly like you start in pretty in media's res and it introduces a lot of things, but it does seem to slow down quite a lot a couple of issues in and then doesn't quite accomplish quite enough. It's a lot of it's a lot of character stuff and not quite enough plot. Like I think it's probably acceptable for more plot stuff to happen in a comic. Yeah, not I, I, not all character moments. Yeah, it's a lot of character and that I, I don't know that it, it, I think some of that is just down to taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It it it. I I I'm invested now. I do. I guess, the, and I think that is kind of where it ends up. Like, I want to know what happens at least. Like, but is that? It's hard to. I don't think there's a hard and fast answer for like what's reasonable to expect. You know how much stuff to happen in a book. Like, you know, did you reread issue seven? I did not. No, I, did, I, I, I didn't I either. Reflected, I reflected back on it. I mean, I remembered a lot of what went on. And it all sort of fell into place, but I did not reread it. What are your thoughts on the art? I absolutely adore it. I absolutely adore it. it, it uh, who does it remind you of? And I'll see if I'm <laughs> see if I think the same. Do I do I really have to say the word Mobius again for the hundred and forty seventh time on this podcast? This is a this is a clear bite on Mobius, um, and I like it for that. I mean, I. I I see the mark making in this, and it reminds me of some comics I drew when I was deep, deep, deep in my own uh, my own pit of Mobius worship back in college. It's uh, it's a nice looking book. I I really really like it. it. It reminds me of Paul Pope as well. It also does that, but I mean that's like yeah, I know that's that's like, that's like seeing Mobius in a mirror. Yeah, I was like yeah, it it yeah, but that's because yeah, uh, it's it it 
the, those are two good artists to be reminded of. Yeah, that is true. I if if someone said, "Oh, your drawings look like Paul Pope and Mobius," I would probably kiss them on the mouth, <laughs> even if they were a hideous bog monster and were going to turn me into a vampire, uh, like like preacher. I, yeah, yes, like preacher. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I don't know, it, it, you know, there's, it's very beautiful, uh, Jordy Belair does, that makes the, it's very, the colors are very nice, um, uh, all the, like, you know, the fact that, oh, all these characters have to dress nicely, and they all have nice clothes on most of the time, mm-hmm. it, 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 and it's not, uh, for all the talking that happens, it, it doesn't, it's never, like, the art never looks boring, you know? No, no, it's absolutely not boring at all. Although there's there is a secret amount a good amount of punching in this comic because mm-hmm. they just beat up random people a couple times and then they have the weird that weird fight in her head and things with the I that was very that I think I was very confused by that like that was really like the dude who can't talk and probably probably should have done put a little bit more meat to that I was yeah I was just like suddenly oh they're she's beating the crap out of this dude and then they're kissing and they're awake and everything's fine I'm like what what what, what happened why that's a that's, that's a strange thing there's also a kitty in it you are an insufferable mess what what's wrong liking kitties there's there's only so much of it I can stand. I can't stand some more. There's a kitty in Sheriff of Babylon too. There is. It almost got shot. It was eating a it was eating a corpse. It's a zombie cat. Oh, it was hungry. Yeah, well. I would expect nothing less from my cats if I were to die. Leave them alone. Oh, absolutely. Can I put that in my will? I get fed to my cats. I'll chop you up and feed you cats. Okay, cool. But not after you die. Oh no! Twist. <laughs> Confession! It's a real monkey's paw situation here. I know. I think there should be less characters in this book. <laughs> there probably should. Um, I don't know. I don't know that Pyro guy really needs to be in it. I think that the little Wolverine guy probably doesn't need to be there. The little Wolverine guy? Yeah. <laughs> the guy that's exactly Wolverine, except with punchy powers. <laughs> I guess that's fair. That's... He's got the same hair, his, except it's cut short. He's a short guy, and he's super strong. Literally, he's the version. He's a Wolverine in this book. Uh, what's her name with the glasses? Is Jean Grey, like for super reels? Do you like? D- does this book work without X Men existing first? I don't. I I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I'd enjoy it any less, but. As sort of a a, a take on the X Men sort of tropes if you want to call them that like i i i don't know i i enjoy it more uh because it's i don't know it's it's a different version of that i don't know i i like it for that is what i guess i'm trying to say i but I, mean, I don't think it hurts it if it didn't exist i don't think i would like it less i yeah i don't know i i, I think i don't i don't think i like it as much without recognizing the parallels because I do find that interesting, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, like, having to try and actually have an X-Men work with real people with a real monster of, as a leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, without, you know, without knowing the X-Men, I, it, I don't think I'd, I don't know. I don't think I'd find it as it's, I, I think I would just go, oh, I don't like any of these people. And mm-hmm. eh. I understand that. That does make sense. But I, I don't know. I'm drawn to it. 
and I like the characters, and I, I I'm interested in what's happening. I'm curious how long this is. If there there's an end for this in mind, it seems like there'd have to be, right? Yeah, it it feels pretty calculated, not like something that's going to meander for ten years. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like a couple of issues in they're going to be in a prison and they're going to be <laughs> like they're not like us. That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I think you need to download the instant rim shot sound. I just play that random randomly. Probably should. Well, issue eight came out. Okay. I like this book. I think I want to read it. I want to know more what Misery Kid does. Yeah, I know. I think that that's it's good that they're just like, yeah, he's a creep, and he does creepy things. He just creeps around being a creeper. Yep. yep. I want to see a movie where he gets pay- played by Paul Rubens. I was thinking more of uh, 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 George McFly, uh, Chris McGlover. Mm, I could see that, too. They're probably a little too old to play these 20-something characters. Yeah. I don't think the voice, uh, again, I, I don't know, the voice is, that, it's certainly not as old as Xavier is, I guess. No, of course not. At least. I, how old is Xavier when X-Men starts? Very good question. He's just the professor. Yeah, when you give someone the professor title, it kind of makes them feel old, regardless yeah. of how old they actually are. It's just one of those pompous titles that, that make you older. Just sort of, it ages you. You bolt on Professor and you get ten years older. But theoretically, he could be... I mean, the teen, the X-Men are teenagers when he re, when he recruits them. So mm-hmm. he could be like 30 or 28 or something. So it's not... He looks... He's a bald guy. Looks like Yul Brynner. So that's not when, you know... It's not necessarily helpful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of don't like the pitch for this book, though, as well. I think that... I think part of my problem with that is that... Like, in the title... Like it, it, it seems like it's trying to sell itself as like a generational against gener, like you know the young mm-hmm. versus the old thing. I, it's not. I don't feel that at all in this. It is very much. It feels much like it feels like an X Men thing, and as much like it, oh yeah, like I know, and that is not about generational. Thing. Like it's about change more than st- than that than than an age. You know, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't like it says generation after generation. It's the same old SOS. Yeah. Yeah. No respect for authority. They are arrogant. They are reckless. The youth are changing. They're not like us. I don't know. It, I like the title, They're Not Like Us. Mm-hmm. But this book is not about generational differences. It is not uh, Runaways. You know, it's not It's not Young Avengers. It's X-Men. It is very X-Men. I feel like they should have... I never got that, like, in any of the advertising. I feel like they should have pushed that harder. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I really, I question that. No? Yeah, I don't see what the point is in saying, hey, this is a, a knockoff on the X-Men, or this is a what-if X-Men scenario, or this is a retelling of, of, of this. I mean, I don't think that's, that's not a good, that's not a good selling point to me. Um, I don't know. The, to me, this is a hip, sexy comic that young people, about young people. Yeah, you know, I, I, I like I like that about it. Um, I I like a comic about hip, sexy looking, like young twenty somethings about you know having problems in their life. That's interesting to me. For some reason, I read that when when uh, Kieran Gillen writes it, and it uh, I, I just like ugh. <laughs> I wanna, 
Why do I want to put this down? That's a good point. It, it, it you know, it's this is not honestly that much different than uh, like Young Avengers. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it, 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 it really kind of isn't. There's less uh, obtuse music references. It's true. Th- that it has that going for it. That uh, that goes a long way for me. They, I mean, they even have like a huge like secret vinyl collection room. Mm-hmm. But oh, they, yes. they don't have to like they don't reference weird. They don't they don't talk about it. They just go. That, to- that would have that would have been the whole story. He would have written a comic book about like I have a huge cave of vinyl. I'm gonna sit in it for six trades and talk about shit. It would get boring very very soon. Did did you like any of these characters? I- I, I want to get a firm answer on that. I wonder. I uh, I think that I, I I like them more for their design and the artwork and the character that the artist gives them rather than the character that the writing gives them. I feel like that's most of what's carrying me through this. That there's so many characters that we're not really quite getting enough character moments for all of them. You know? <laughs> I do like what we delve into. I just think that they've not quite managed to do enough to make me like any of them. I like looking back. Like I, I like the two. Well, I like the female lead, um, and I like uh, what's her name? Which one? The the something bird. Bird. Uh, I thought it was bird. What am I thinking of? Blur girl. Blur girl. I don't know why I was getting blue uh, blue bird out of that. Blur girl. The uh the the one who attempts suicide. Ye- well, this the other one who attempts suicide. Book starts with that's that's true. Her attempting the, suicide. So the two ones you enjoy are the ones who attempted suicide. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Moon is Phantom X apparently. No, I, I get that. Yeah. And that again, I think all the concerns we have over his powers are the same for hers. Is that mm. they just kind of you can wave a lot of stuff away. Yeah. She needs to speak fake French. I, is it okay? I think I figured this out. My my problem with this mystery book is that there's too much mystery. Is right. is that a valid complaint? Yes. Okay. We already talked about Lost and as soon as you said that like I my my liking of this book did decrease a couple points. I despise Lost so much. I like parts of Lost a lot. I, I I agree with that assessment. And then there's parts of Lost that are bad. I think that it went on too long and got really wanky and started to suck a lot, and I stopped caring. I feel uh, felt a little too toyed with. But I don't think that that's a positive comparison, at least not in my book anymore. I do think that Lost is very compelling. I don't think something should strive to be only compelling. Yeah, I think I, I mean, I, and I think that uh, it's harder in a comic book, right? To to do this, like, because it's such a slow medium. You know, it takes such a long time mm-hmm. for an issue to come out, and you know, it, even if this thing was twenty four issues long, say, it's like, you know, that's two years of the time where in I don't think that I, I if this thing is only twenty four issues, they're going to have to get a lot done in the last you know eighteen. I don't, you know, it'd be a very concise, compact story. I don't know. It feels like it's building towards something grander than that, but I'm not necessarily sure it is. I would be surprised if it if it didn't. And I I wish they would just hint at that a little bit. I'll probably I I think I'm I'll I'll be buying the trades for this. You know, I think. For oh, absolutely. Least, yeah, for a, a little while at least, I'll buy the second trade or the third and the third, depending on 
what happens, but I, I don't, I, in this type of book, I don't, like, I, after being burned by books like this before, they don't seem to deliver, like, actually deliver on their, you know, the promises they make with their audience. I don't, my, my, you know, the length of rope I'll give someone is not nearly as long as I would. Have you read anything else by uh, Stevenson? He wrote, have you read Nowhere Men? Oh, that explains, I was going to even compare it to Nowhere Men. I have read Nowhere Men and I enjoy it. Okay. But I think I I think you could very well compare it to it. Did you did you feel burned by Nowhere Men? I have not read Nowhere. That's why. Okay. I've I've seen it and gone. That looks interesting. It is, from what I recall. Okay. It's uh it's very interesting and compelling and weird and I enjoyed it. Um, it had a it had a good bit of attitude and I I like this I think for similar reasons. And I had I don't know. I had sort of forgotten it, and I was going to mention it. I did not realize that Stevenson wrote both those things. I didn't even realize he was a person. I thought that that uh, you accidentally gave Neil Stevenson my my first name once on accident. Did I, I think I've actually I I have done that, haven't I? Yeah, you you called Neil Stevenson Eric Stevenson. Yeah. I, I I didn't know where you got that, but clearly he's a human, he is a person a, that's a real Eric, a real thing. I don't think I got it. When I made that mistake, I think that was just me being a like, dummy. I know being tired and trying to edit a podcast at ten o'clock at night and going, "Yeah, Eric Steele, Neil Stevenson, yeah, same. yes, uh, whatever." Eric Blue Steel Stevenson. Did I say I didn't say Blue Steel, but sure, Blue Steel. Well, I mean, you know, people need nicknames. <laughs> they need them. They do need them. It just, I mean, it makes you cooler. I don't have a nickname for you. Mm-hmm. You just Eric. I'm Eric Z. Goodnight, bitch. Eric, and then Eric, and then it goes in, in quotes. Eric Z. Goodnight. Mm-hmm. Your code name is your name. Yes. You're like, my name is my name is cool enough. You're like Jean Grey. Yeah, exactly. That's me. I also come back from the dead. Oh, multiple times. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this book here? Ah, uh, not in particular. Okay, folks, with that, uh, camp it up with, for They're Not Like Us, Volume 1. Uh, next week we'll be reading Alex and Ada by Jonathan Luna and Sarah Vaughn. 15 issues, uh, complete work. Uh, another, another kind of recent comic book. I kind of were in that mode right now, but, uh, see how it goes. I, I haven't read any of it. Interested to see. I've only got a vague, vague knowledge of it. I, I, what I have read, I'm not current, obviously, but, uh, I enjoy it a lot. I'm curious to, curious what you're going to think of it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Read along with us. Uh, I think will wrap us up for this week. We are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com. Find everything there, new episodes, et cetera, et cetera. Links to all of our, to our, to our social media, which is Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour. Like us there. Follow us on Twitter at HBCHour. You can email us at handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. Reach out to us to any of those places. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, if you like us, of course, rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out, uh, more views, more follow, more subscriptions uh, help more people find the show through the iTunes and the, their, all those algorithm stuff. We appreciate that. Or just honestly recommending us to a friend who digs comics. We like that as well. Now you can find me on Twitter at MixedMasterSerial. That's M-I-X-N-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-A-L. Eric, where can we find you online? Well, you can see my portfolio by going to FreewheelUnlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to by going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I am known as EasyGoodnight. And you can also find me on Twitter. I am at MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample. 
So with that, folks, uh, we'll call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll.